These are stories about murder. (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is three shots in. And today we're talking about... Welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. I'm Jake, and this is episode 10. And today, we're talking about mountains. Mountains. Like like mountains of garbage. Or regular mountains. Or like, like, <laughs> like real mountains. <laughs> Made of rocks. Could be. Mountains of diapers. Why are you going like garbage and like grossness? For some reason, I can only think about SpongeBob. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, mountains, mm, mountains of paperwork. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The mountain. Uh-huh, from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. There's yeah. so many different mountains to talk about, you know? I'm sure a lot of them have names, but, you Kilimanjaro. Know. Yeah. Everest. Isn't that a, isn't Kilimanjaro a volcano? I don't know, probably. Or, never mind, I was gonna make a really shitty joke. <laughs> <laughs> I decided against it. Um, Mount Wanahakalugi. Is that a real thing? No, no. It's in Finding Nemo. Oh, yes. It's the little fake mountain, the plastic one they have in the, yeah, fish, tank, yeah, the yeah. fish tank. The shark bait. Ooh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I fucking Super love that. Cute. I love that. <laughs> I love that, <laughs> that movie. That was adorable. <laughs> um, yeah. Mountain. What are you talking about today? Oh, I'm talking about uh, a mountain man. Oh, okay. Just a man who just a, just lived a, regular... a peaceful life in the mountains. Yeah. And... Good old fashioned mountain man. That's um, cool. That's cool. Yeah. He was also known as, because uh, he was known. You know, right. He was a famous mountain man. He was known as the Kentucky cannibal. Oh, he cannibalized other uh, people. Maybe here or there. Were there other people in the mountain or did he come down and hunt them? We'll have to listen, listen oh, and find man. out. Okay. Um, I'm telling some pretty horrific, sometimes tragic and creepy mountain search and rescue stories sent in by a listener. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Um, I think you've done like a mountain search and rescue before. Remember it was like the guy who was like climbing ice or some shit? That wasn't so. And he like fell and broke his legs? Yes, he broke one. I thought it was one leg. Maybe it was both. But it was that it was two people. There actually was no search and rescue. They had to make their way all the way down the mountain in order to get helped. Oh, so one made it with the other one's body or something? No, 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 no. It was, uh, it was that story, controversial story, where it was two buddies. They were like early 20s at the time. They climbed a mountain in Peru and coming down the opposite side of it. So they did climb it all the way to the peak, at least to the point they wanted to. And then we're climbing back down and it was so freezing cold and the ma- the uh, snow was piled so high. One of them like mi- got mixed up and fell off an embankment that he thought was like solid ground and it was just snow. So he fell through it and fucked himself up. And at one point, they're like trudging through in the darkness, trying to like get down this mountain as fast as possible because old boy has a broken leg and is probably going to die soon if they don't get him, get him some help. Yeah. And there's a blizzard on the way mm. <laughs> and they're hanging from a sheer cliff face and their equipment malfunctions. So the broken leg guy is dead weight on the healthy guy. Mm. So he had to cut the line. Kill his friend. Well, 
sacrifice his friend. Yeah. It's fucked up. But his friend didn't die. Oh, it works out. Yeah, they both ended up surviving. I was going to say, wasn't he cool with it, though? Wasn't he like, nope. oh, no, he didn't need to tell him to cut the line? That was that was the conflict. He didn't tell him, but it he wasn't upset at it. He was yeah. like, no, of course you cut it. Like, uh, what else were we supposed to do? Yeah. But the, like, everyone who isn't in the climbing community or doesn't understand survival, at least, was super pissed at the guy who cut the line. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Either one of us dies, either one of us maybe maybe dies, or both of us definitely die. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's a, I wouldn't say an easy call to make, but it's easy to see which is the best call to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, we're not talking about that. We already talked about that. We did. So we won't true. be. Uh, and you know who has listened to that? Definitely. They know all of the details from that story. Our, our wonderful patrons. Beautiful, wonderful, wealthy patrons. Very wealthy and hung, as it were. Hung. What do you, how was it? You said, as it were. As it, as it were. I don't know. I've always heard people say that, and I don't really know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, have, they have big penises and, and big old boobies. Well, well, they have both, or it's... It's one or the other, I think. Whichever corresponds Oh, unless they have both. That'd be cool. Have big old titties and a big penis? Yeah. Like, like um, oh, what are those? What are, what's from, um, from, uh... Ah, uh, Trixie Mattel and Katya Zorolachikova. Yep. They have Zama, big boobies Zama and maybe big penises. So um, I hear Trixie Mattel actually is very hung, has a huge penis. I believe it. That bitch is massive. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't help that like like Trixie only wears fucking like big ass go-go boots and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so looks even more massive. Right. But like the platform boots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Katya Zama just wouldn't surprise me if she was also hung. I'd believe it. Yeah, I would. I would believe it. Yeah. Just like our patrons. Um, so who who are our patrons? I heard that they have wonderful, excellent, sexy sounding names. Sexy names? Sexy. Well, the first two are mom and dad. Does that sound sexy to you? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Moving on. Terry. Is that sexy? Very. Danny. Oh, yeah. Super sexy. Oof. Sweet Sam. Mm-hmm. That turn you on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky. Nice. TJ. Go on. Say something. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> David. Mm-hmm. Jeremy. Whoa. Abria. Can you hear if I if I were to bite? You could just say you're biting your I'm, lip. I'm biting. I, oh. I don't know if you heard oh, that. Oh, I did hear did that. You? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Thomas. Oh, my, my nipples are erect. <laughs> Flash. Something else is erect. <laughs> and Alan. Ooh. <laughs> that was difficult. Why did you put do that to me? <laughs> Why did you participate? I don't know. I felt obligated. You should have. Jeez. Um, Also, because I'm drunk. Because we had shots tonight. (laughs) Uh, We had shots of first, um, we had like two and a half shots of rosemary gin from the gin factory. It was more than a half shot. It was probably like two and three quarters shot. I poured it and I looked at it. There was about a half shot. I'm just an expert at measuring the amount of liquid in my mouth at once. Okay. It was two and three quarters shot. Yeah, I don't think so. But, you know, whatever. Are you better at measuring liquid in your mouth? You're better um, at that? Um, no, you probably are. No, that but, makes sense. But I, I was the one that that poured the shot, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. All right. Anyway, yeah, so we had Gin Factory, uh, Rosemary Gin, and then, you know, we just didn't feel like that that last little half shot was was really worth it. And so we did a we did a full shot. Yes, off camera. Of uh, Tierra Fertile. That's mm-hmm. that tequila that we love and hate so much. 
Yes. And I say off camera because we go live most Fridays uh, right before recording so that you guys can join us in taking three shots before we get started on the episode. And uh, today we went live and afterwards decided to take an extra shot. Yeah. And we go live on Instagram. Jessica, they can follow us on Instagram where? At three shots in podcast. Oh, that's such a clever name. Who thought of that? Me. Oh, wow. Thanks. Genius. Yeah, go to Instagram at Three Shots and Podcast and follow us and like our shit because we're funny. So, mm-hmm. um, drinks tonight. We made more of those apple cinnamon sleigh bells. Is that what it's called? I think so. Okay. They're very tasty. Extremely sweet. Yeah. Very tasty. We put. I might have put a little too much cinnamon in mine though. The cinnamon wouldn't make it sweeter. No, I'm not saying it made it sweeter. It's just I think I might have put too much cinnamon. Oh, okay. So. Most of mine got stuck on the outer wall of my glass. Yeah, I got a lot of, I got a lot of wall cinnamon. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, updates. You got any updates this week? You've been very, very, uh, you've been lacking updates lately. Um, I do have an update. Okay. I unlocked my head of the class robes in Hogwarts Legacy. You're, you're a head girl? Not a prefect. No, but I am head of my class. No, I'm not saying there's a difference between a prefect, Jessica, and a head boy or a head girl. Um, I'm not sure. No one has told me that I got that title, but I okay. did unlock the robes and get to wear them everywhere. So you wear them? I do. Around? I do. You show off to everybody mm-hmm. that you're you're a, a leader in the in your class, mm-hmm. your Hogwarts class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go around just like slaughtering groups of people in their camps, and they get to see my my head robes, my head girl robes. Well, that's very fun. Very cool. I'm having a blast, honestly. That's good. Did you uh, learn the Avada Kedavra curse? No, I just learned um, Imperio. That's the one where you control people's minds. Oh, that's fun. It is. When have you, are you, have you learned Crucio? Mm-hmm. That's fun. That'd be my favorite one. I would use that all the time. The torture curse? Hell yeah. Just make people feel terrible pain. Oh yeah. Someone cuts me off in traffic, just fucking Crucio, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, you, you and some other buyer go to grab the same item, you know, the eve of Black Friday, the like morning after Thanksgiving, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to reach for like the next. The PlayStation 7. Yeah. Reach for it at the same time as the last one. Crucio. Crucio. Then they're doubled over in pain and you get the, Mm -hmm. you get the PlayStation 7. Uh, Then again, if if it's Black Friday and we're reaching for the PlayStation 7, I might just have a cadaver, you know what I mean? Just kill them off. Just kill them. Just get rid of them. That way they don't come like looking for I was thinking more like. When I, I turn down the aisle to buy like shampoo, oh, you know, okay. I have my cart. Yeah. Okay. And I'm walking down the aisle and there's like an old woman who blocks like the whole fucking aisle. And she's like sitting there like reading the bottles. Rather than have her cart um, off to the side. Off to the side. Parallel with the like wall of items. So that someone can cross in she between. She has it perpendicular. And she's blocking the whole lane. And she doesn't care because she's reading her shampoo bottle. Crucio. Fuck you, old woman. Oh. Crucio. Oh, wow. Yeah. Learn your lesson. You would torture her? Yeah. She deserves to feel pain because she blocked the aisle. Yes, everyone does. Gosh. You know, I was in the theater watching a movie with Terry. Mm-hmm. It was M. Thregan. Oh, yes. And there was a whole family of people having a full-on regular volume conversation. Crucio. Two rows ahead of us. Mm-mm. I wish I could have crucioed them. Crucio. Or even better. Avada Kedavra. Go to the, don't make any more sounds. Zap. <laughs> no more sound. <laughs> Crucio's just going to make them louder. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, you Crucio them, them kids. You don't want to kill the kids, right? 
Sure. Just teach them a lesson. Right. Yeah. I cool. think that's solid. That's a solid update. Uh, mm-hmm. I really don't have any more updates. You know, that's it for me. Yeah. You I didn't, I didn't, didn't give any. You actually. didn't really update. You just kind of but, said how but everyone was updated on how if you piss me off and I were to also have magic abilities like in Harry Potter, I would crucio your ass. You would play fast and loose with the unforgivable curses. Oh, yeah. 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 And I wouldn't sure. go I wouldn't go to Azkaban either. You wouldn't catch me alive. Azkaban. Is yeah. that is that like um, <laughs> the the magic wizarding world version of Alcatraz? Uh, Alcatraz doesn't exist anymore. So it'd be more like Rikers. I'm sorry. Alcatraz doesn't exist anymore. Not as a prison. It just is there. It's a museum, though. OK, it's still a prison. It's just not an active prison. Whatever. I would never be arrested. Couldn't arrest me. Why wouldn't you be arrested? Because everyone who tries will either be dead or they will have killed me. So. Oh, so you're saying you would die before going. Hell yeah. To Azkaban. Hell yeah. And I'd blow up fucking shops and shit first. I don't know. Okay. So your update basically is that everyone should be thankful you have no magical ability because Mm -hmm. you would be a terrorist if you did have it. Probably. Okay. Yeah. That's a safe bet. No, that makes sense. Safe bet for sure. Cool, cool. Um, all right, well, let's move into the wheel spin now. Totally. Oh, that's a long one. <laughs> okay. You can scale Mount Everest. If you make it to base camp one, you get $5,000. If you make it to base camp two, it doubles. And it will double at every base camp. Parentheses, I think there are like five or seven base camps. <laughs> How high do you climb? Um, I'm sure you saw me shaking my head just a few words into that question. I yeah. literally have no motivation to climb Mount Everest. Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. You can scale Mount Everest, pass. Just won't. I won't do it. I immediately shook my head, no. No, I wouldn't even make $5,000. $5,000 isn't enough for me to like watch a documentary about climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long is the documentary? Like two hours, three. Is it David Attenborough? It's not. Who is it? It's like some mountain climbing instructor with a monotone voice. And a lisp. Yeah. Mm. You know, like the realistic voice, not the cool sounding voice. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I'd probably do it for 5,000, if I'm being honest. Okay. Read a book no. about climbing Mount Everest. <clears throat> exactly. No. What, what do I look like? Fucking child. I don't read books. I mean, you should. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people read books. Shut up, teacher. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> no one reads books anymore. Okay, well that was that was that was not uh, a great one. We just both said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a flat out no. How high do you climb? Not even a foot. I'm sorry. And then five thousand to get to base camp one, isn't it like sixty grand just to be able to climb it at all? I think so. And you have to have like a whole bunch of like accolades first. You have to have like climbed other mountains and shit just you to prove to be that you're like capable. certified to do it. Yeah, and you have to know how to breathe through like one of those little oxygen masks. Absolutely and shit. not. Mm-mm. No. Hard pass. It would be really cool to see all like the frozen dead bodies though that have been like perfectly preserved. Whatever. That'd I'll be really just neat. like give a much more capable person a GoPro. What do you think the GoPro would freeze up there though? I don't know. We give them an anti freezing GoPro. That's what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? We'll just, there's one right next to it. It's also long. Maybe this is a better one. We'll just do that. Okay. Different wheel spin. Okay. You are descending. The Krubera cave system based in the mountains of Uzbekistan, a max depth depth of 16,000 meters of pitch black nothingness. Nope. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Don't be too sure. 
$20,000. You, what? I think you receive $20,000 when you reach the first base camp and prizes double at every base camp after that. There are seven base camps. How deep do you go? Doubling like every time, like the second one is 4,000, but the one after that is 8,000? Well, the first one's 20. Yeah. So I think if you, you, you get to the first one, you get 20,000. Yeah. If you get to the second one, you get 40,000. So you now got 60,000 in your bank, you know, so yeah. on and so on. Yeah. That's a lot of money. How, how deep are you going? I'm not. Right? I'm, I'm not just, doing anything I'm at all. I'm just not. Mm-mm. Not interested at all in doing that. No, I'll watch ABC cover it, right? Yeah. Right? I'll, like Olympics and shit. Like I'll sit on my fucking couch and I'll just watch it happen. You know? That is worth so much more to me. I've got like a bowl of snacks. Yeah, I recorded it and I'm fast forwarding through it to see if someone falls. You know? <laughs> or get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh-huh. You know, or like when their foot gets stuck and then they fall and they're like dangling <laughs> backwards, but their foot is still stuck in the wall and they're like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, but like they don't have the core strength anymore to like pull themselves back up. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was such a specific situation. <laughs> well, I just imagine that would be very entertaining. <laughs> I, okay. Like, listen, I'm not for people dying or anything. It's not that. It's that I would just never personally do that ever. I never would. No, I wouldn't do that either. Fuck that. Yeah. Also, I'm like, you know, I've got some extra cookies around the middle. I'm going to get stuck in there for sure. No, thank you. I didn't say that there were any squeezes in I, this Do cave you system. know anything about the Krubera cave system in the mountains of Uzbekistan? I don't. Well, considering that I thought Uzbekistan was a city. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no. No, I know nothing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to play it safe. And my my extra cushioned self is staying home. Oh, would you, would you do like a, like, would you originally say yes so that you get a free trip to Uzbekistan and then back out last minute? No. No, you don't even want to, you don't even want to see Uzbekistan. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck it. All right. Well, we, there we got it. Okay. Would you climb this mountain? Nope. We'll were pay those, you. Nope. Were those two sent in by the exact same person? Cause that was basically the same question. Yes. They were both sent in by TJ, of course. Ah. Who apparently knows that Uzbekistan is a country. So. I mean, a lot of people know that, I thought. I thought it was a city, though, in, like, what, Kazakhstan? Is that a place? I don't... That's a place. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just assumed the, all of those were countries. I don't know. There's so many stands, you know? It's it's hard to keep up. Yeah. Why yeah. can't they just be named something a little more unique? Like what? The Czech Republic, <laughs> right? You're not going to fuck that up with another country. Well, why don't they just call them the country of, you know? The country of Uzbek. That would be far better. Yeah. I would like that way better. Right. Uh, the country of Afghanistan, you know? Sure, sure. That sounds a lot cooler. Well, it's personally. also, it's really only being clear for people who speak English and not at really anyone else. So maybe not. Yeah, fuck them. Well, we don't, that's, those well, aren't Jessica, our countries. The future is gonna be everyone speaks English. I thought- Or Chinese I thought shit. that's what people were saying, was that Chinese was probably- Yeah, but also like, come on. <laughs> you know, come on. Are we really gonna be speaking Chinese? No, no, we're not. I really like Panda Express, so maybe. Panda Express was founded by an American. Those aren't even Chinese recipes. Honestly, if anything, it's super racist <laughs> because they have like a ton of like fake named shit. I don't know. I watched a YouTube video where people like our age got their originally like Chinese parents, Chinese immigrant parents yeah, to try Panda Express. Uh -huh. And most of them thought, oh yeah, this is good. I mean, it's delicious. Yeah. Of course. And- most of them were not offended or upset. Yeah. So, I mean, 
that has nothing to do with whether or not I'm going to be Chinese in the future. I'm just saying I see more Chinese moving to America than I see Americans moving to China. So to to be fair, I I'm not in China, so I don't I don't see any Americans <laughs> moving there. <laughs> well, in China, they still squat over floor toilets. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I literally can't. You can't you can't squat that long. <laughs> I can't squat down with my feet flat. I can't like my ankles. You got to be on your toes. My ankles don't have that like flexibility. So I'd have to be on my toes pooping. Ooh, you're a toe pooper. <laughs> <laughs> like I could, but not comfortably, not as comfortably as someone who can squat Gross. much better. Are you a toe pisser too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, on the, on the piss note, um, I am going to start my, my story. Okay. So remember about the Kentucky cannibal. That's not what it's about, Jessica. It's about a mountain man. Okay? Oh, okay. All right. So, Mountain Man Boone Helm. Now, my first question was, what is a mountain man? Right? That, I don't know what that is. It's pretty self-explanatory. Well, no, because a liter- the literal definition is a man who lives on the frontier. I had no idea what the fuck that meant. The wilderness. So, I found a more specific. Uh, it says an explorer who lives in the wilderness. And this is uh, most commonly in the Rocky Mountains from about 1810 to 1880. So if you were like a, a fucking you lived in the wilderness type of guy, you were fucking Bear grills between in the 1800s, you would be considered a mountain man. OK, you could be. So does that mean mountain men don't exist today? You, you just don't call them that. You'd call them like, uh, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Weirdos. Survivalists. Oh, or okay. whatever. All right. Yeah. Or, or weirdos. Um, but basically they were hunters and trappers, whatever. They could survive. They could be up in the woods, forests, mountains, didn't matter. And they could survive by themselves. They'd be just fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we'd probably die pretty soon. They would make it. So Levi Boone Helm was born in January of 1828 in Lincoln County, Kentucky. Okay. His family worked like blue collar jobs um, and were pretty respected. Uh, That was until they moved to Monroe County, Missouri, when Helm was a child. Now, they didn't just move there with with, uh, Boone Helm. They moved there with their 11 other kids as well. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, there were 12 of these bad boys. So they were like, they're producing with the uh, assumption that they're going to lose a couple. They probably assume that there's like a 70% chance that kid's not going to make it. So in order to beat the odds, you just have more babies. Okay. Yeah. Um, And it was in Monroe County that Helm began becoming a problem child. Uh, He was very athletic, even as a child, as a teenager. Um, And as a teenager, he actually would challenge grown men to fights and he would win most of them. Wow. Uh, He was very skilled when it came to horseback riding. He liked to show off his talent by throwing a bowie knife into the ground, galloping towards it at full speed and picking it up all while staying on his horse. That's pretty cool. That's pretty badass, right? Mm -hmm. Some like fucking Tonto shit. Who's that? Uh, he was the Indian friend of mm-hmm. that yeah. cowboy guy mm-hmm. from that thing. Sure. Do you know who it is? Yeah. What? Go on. Who? You got it. No, just fucking tell me, Jessica. No, you can do it. Whatever. I don't care. He was badass. Hi-ho, Silver. Away. That literally doesn't help. Okay. So, allegedly, there was a time when the local sheriff came to arrest Helm for his, you know, fighting. I guess he just fought a bunch of people that day. <laughs> um, and... The sheriff mistakenly tried to arrest Helm while he was on horseback. So obviously Helm rode away. Sure. Now he didn't just ride away to get away from the sheriff. He rode away towards the courthouse 
where his he had his horse climb the steps of the courthouse, enter the courthouse, currently in session, by the way. Oh no. So that he can argue with the judge <laughs> for requesting his arrest. Um He was basically calling the judge like a fucking pussy. <laughs> like Wow. Like, he basically was like, yo, judge, fight me. I'm calling you out. <laughs> He's like, I'll fight you right here, judge. Great. Yes. Um, in 1821, he was, Helm was 20 years old at the time. He married Lucinda Francis Browning. She was 17 at the time. Uh, I'm assuming that'd be fine back then. Like, no biggie. Yeah. Um, and they had a daughter together named Lucy. Now, already not being, you know, a chill dude, uh, Helm would really solidify this, this, this thought about him in his marriage. So apparently he was a drunk. He had spent all of his time and all of his, him and his wife's money on alcohol. Okay. Constantly drinking. Um, also when he was drinking, which was all the time, he would physically abuse his wife and oh. uh, potentially his daughter as well, uh, which led Lucinda to petition for a divorce. Um, I didn't know that divorces happened all that often back then. So it might've been a big deal. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Helm's father had to help him pay for the divorce, and this actually led to his family going bankrupt. So he bankrupt his family, essentially, Okay. in his divorce. Rough. He also tarnished their name because now he was, you know, everyone in the town hated him and now hated his family. Now they know he's a big old asshole. Yeah, so he thought, you know what, I should just leave town, right? And everyone was like, hell yeah, man, like get out of here. And so Helm decided to ride west. He would try his luck at finding gold in California in 1850. That was the gold rush. Mm -hmm. So people were finding gold and he was like, yo, I can do that too. But he didn't want to go alone. So he asked his cousin, Littlebury Shoot, to join him. I thought that was a hilarious name. Littlebury. Littlebury Shoot. <laughs> um, so Shoot had agreed initially, but as time to leave got closer, Shoot got cold feet and he backed out. Shoot. Like a little bitch. Mm-hmm. And this really pissed Helm off. Uh-oh. It pissed him off to an extreme. So Is he this... stabbed his cousin in the chest. Oh, no. Killing him. Yes. And once, uh, this was a little funny I made, once little bitch shoot up, uh, uh. get it? Little berry, little bitch. Anyway, once he was dealt with, Helm was like, okay, now I can leave for California. So he left. Oh. Um, except that Shoot's brother and uh, their friends had set off after Helm wanting revenge or justice or whatever you want to call it for uh, Littlebury's death. So it kind of didn't really make sense to me. Okay. But eventually they actually caught him. So like, cool, caught him. Um, and instead of, you know, killing him, which would have been like kind of understandable. Yeah. They took him to a sheriff. And so he was arrested. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um, he went to court. He was on trial. He was found guilty for the murder of Littlebury Shoot. But however, while he was waiting in the local jail, right, awaiting his trial, he was acting really strange. Now, they really don't, they really don't go into detail about it. They said that he was acting unbecoming and whatnot. Just unbecoming is the most specific though. That get. was the only quote that I read was okay. he was unbecoming. Um, the court thought it best to send him to an asylum to serve his sentence. Okay. So he's a little crazy, maybe. Um, well, when he arrived at the asylum, he then had a, a real mental breakdown. And by real, I mean most thought it was fake. So okay. maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, who knows. But uh, regardless, uh, he stopped speaking. And the only time that he would actually speak is to a guard and he would ask the guard to take him on a walk. Eventually they caved and they agreed to take him on a walk. So he would go on walks with three armed guards and they would walk him around the asylum and through the woods that surrounded it. And soon this became a part of his daily routine. 
and the guards grew to trust him, which was a mistake. Oops. Because on one of their walks one day, he just ran. (laughs) (laughs) He just turned and ran and he escaped. Okay. Um, And now he could finally continue to California for gold. So he just got right back to it. (laughs) Right back on it. (laughs) And he made it to California this time. And once there, he, you know, was still a shitty guy. He got into fights. Uh, He went, or he got into, uh, he challenged people to duels. Duels? Duels, like, you know, Wild West shootouts and shit. Like, meet me at high noon. Hell yeah. And he also murdered. Ah. Yes. Now, I did want to say that death by duels were not considered murder. Right. That was an agreement. Yes. Like, listen, you can say no, you'll just look like a pussy to everybody. Exactly. A duel and a murder different things okay um so the exact men that helm had murdered is unknown but the numbers thought to be pretty fucking high like i mean we're talking dozens at least right like a lot of people okay um but two specific murders became known to the public i guess he didn't clean up his tracks enough or whatever um and he had to flee his the gold mine settlement that he was in he feared that he would be arrested or worse he would be hunted down by a mob of vigilantes he sounds like such a shitbag yes (laughs) <laughs> yes, he does. So while he was on the run, he joined a group of six other shitbags. Oh. Yes. And they decided that they would all head to Fort Hall, Idaho. And traveling through a mountain range during winter, Helm decided to be very truthful with his new companions. He admitted, or bragged, that he had eaten parts of the men that he killed, even saying that he had eaten at least one or two entire pe- persons. Oh my God. I think that's fake as hell, but that's Maybe. fine. But every person that he killed or a lot of people that he's killed or murdered he says that he has eaten a part of them okay okay now his companions um really didn't give a shit they continued on um but this is when the story of helm would kind of grow start spreading okay and he would eventually become known as the kentucky cannibal yeah okay now that's only solidified more with the rest of this story so helm and his homies can they continued to fort hall but they were attacked by native americans Ah. And so they ran into a forest, but they weren't planning on dropping all of their possessions Ooh. during winter. Oops. In the mountains and in the forests. Right. Um, so they were like pretty fucking hard on surviving. They ended up in a hungry situation with yes, a cannibal. That is correct. Um, so first they killed their horses for meat and they actually used their pelts mm-hmm. for like, you know, jackets and they made snowshoes and shit. Mm-hmm. Which is smart. Very smart. Um, And now after four, no, sorry, after five of the men died, it was Helm and a man named Burton that was left. So apparently Helm had convinced Burton to join him in eating their dead companions for survival. So they did. They ate people. Okay. Um, And while still trying to make it to civilization, Helm and Burton made it to an abandoned cabin. And when they got there, Burton really just gave up all hope and was like, fuck it. Uh, Just decided he asked that Helm leave him in the cabin to die and that he continue on without him. So Helm left the cabin, Burton shot himself in the head, Helm turned right back around, went back into the cabin. To eat him. Why are you gonna waste the meat? Right. Okay. Also, um, it's a cabin. Yeah, right? Like you have, you found free shelter that you didn't have to build yourself? Yeah. You're not leaving? No, of course not. So he goes back into the cabin and immediately hacks off one of Burton's legs and starts eating. He cooks it first. He's not an animal. He eats a big old drumstick? Eats that big old drumstick. Okay. Yep. Um, then he hacks off the other leg and he wraps it up and he takes it with him for later snacks. Ah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of time goes by, like months. 
and a man named John Wesley Powell actually finds Helm living with a, a Native American tribe in like one of a, their little settlements. And he offered to take Helm with him to Salt Lake City. And Helm agreed, wants to get out of here. So apparently, this is all alleged, uh, Helm never offered thanks to Powell for rescuing him, clothing him, feeding him, and Helm didn't pay Powell anything despite also allegedly having over $1,400 on his person. Why would he? Basically, this is, when I say this is alleged, it's Powell was telling people about it and was saying how like a sh how much of a shitty guy yeah. Helm was, which like, yeah, he's- That's not difficult for me to believe. <laughs> he's a shitty guy. It is difficult for me to believe he had $1,400 on him. Yes. So the story takes a weird turn in Salt Lake City, okay? So just, okay. just bear with me. Um, when they when they got there, Helm was like, deuces, left Powell, fuck you, I'm out. And he took his $1,400 and he blew it, spent it all, and it was broke again. <laughs> he gambled all of it? Just gambled or bought alcohol or did whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, so then allegedly he began working as a Danite. A Danite? I had no idea what a Danite was. Apparently it is a, like an extremist group within the Mormon church. Oh. That apparently they're tasked with violently handling the church's enemies. So I All guess- right. I guess the Mormons had their own like crusaders or something. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, anyway, Helm was allegedly hired to kill a few locals that you know, we're pissing off the Mormon church. The Mormons. Okay. Or at least, or at least his, like I said, it's an extremist group that is like, they claim to be Mormon, right? I'm assuming the real Mormons are like, yo, no, like don't be murdering people. Sure. You know, um, but whatever. Anyway, uh, he did, he murdered some folk and was, you know, super caught, right? Everyone, <laughs> everyone like saw him murder someone apparently. And so he fled again, okay? Okay. But this time it would be different, okay? Because this time, he would go to California in search of gold. This time for real. This time for real, okay? After the murder of his cousin and his stint in a mental asylum and then cannibalizing a whole bunch of people and then carrying out jihads for the Mormon church. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So in California, he actually, he got to San Francisco and he made friends with a rancher who had agreed to help him and help hide him from the law. I'm assuming he was helping the rancher do work on his farm and the rancher was like, yo, I don't care. You know, if the cops are after you, just fucking help me do my shit. Sure. And Helm was like super thankful. And so he robbed and killed the man. Out of gratitude. Gratitude, I'm sure. Um, but apparently again, this was not like a very sneaky murder. And so he had to flee again. He's just not a subtle guy. <laughs> no. That's just not his style. No, and now I don't know if you know this, but he's in San Francisco. You can't really go more west than San Francisco. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. So he says, fuck it. And he goes north, okay? <laughs> okay. I thought you were about to say he ends up on the ocean. <laughs> no, 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 he goes north. He ends up in Oregon. And when he was there, he began robbing people, okay? Um, Did now, he learn when, more subtle ways to carry out his business? Um, maybe, you okay. know, because he'd rob people like on the roads and stuff. So like, there's really no one around. Sure. And by robbing, I mean like taking their money after killing them and then probably eating them. Oh. He allegedly killed an eight, like I said, dozens more people. I don't understand. It's hard to prove any of this. Most of this is his testimony and like missing persons reports in the area. No like confirmed bodies missing parts or anything like that. And it's such an old story. Like I'd get it if there wasn't. I'm sure there were. But it also just kind of sounds like maybe he wanted people to be more afraid of him. So he allowed people to think he ate other people. Maybe. We'll see. So anyway, um, 
1862, he got into a fight with a man named Dutch Fred in a saloon. It wasn't really a fight fight. It was more like Helm walked up to Fred and shot him in the face. An altercation for sure. So they had argued like way before that? They never met. Never so met. They never talked to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's okay. I, I can grasp that he's crazy enough to just go up and shoot somebody for no reason. But was that it? It was no reason? He shot him in the face. Okay. Uh, apparently he was super drunk and I guess Dutch just pissed him off. Or he just had like really thick legs or something. <laughs> he's got really hungry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so, you know, he fled. Uh, but this time he wouldn't be alone. Uh, he would meet up or he, yeah, he had met on his, on his, you know, bout fleeing another fugitive, uh, an unnamed fugitive. And they were heading to the Fraser River in British Columbia. So they're going up to Canada now, okay? Now they didn't have any cash and decided that they would earn some money the old fashioned way. They would be, they would rob and they would murder. Okay. They, they found or like caught the trail of three men who were believed to be carrying uh, give or take $30,000 in like raw gold. Oh shit. Which is, you know, that's big money. Mm -hmm. um, Especially and, in the old West. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. I wonder what the conversion would be. You think like millions? Probably. Dang. Probably. It was a lot of money. So yeah, these were very successful gold miners had allegedly $30,000 at least worth of gold. And so they became targets, obviously. Um, Helm and his friend waited for them on the road. And when they pulled out a, a gun, sh a gun fight ensued. Uh, unfortunately, Helm and his friend received no wounds and all three men were shot in the head. Oh. Yeah, but they all had empty pistols. So like they all fought. And we can say that because they took the gold and they left, including the bodies just sitting on the road. Uh, so un uneaten. Uneaten, yes, okay. they, they ran very quickly. So the bodies were obviously found, a posse was formed and they would be hunting down these murderers. Okay. Um, apparently Helm and his fugitive friend uh, took some of the gold and buried most of it, right? They couldn't carry it all. They figured, fuck it, we'll bury it and we'll come back for it or something. I don't really know. Like pirates? <laughs> kind of, kind of like pirates. It's at this point that allegedly Helm got hungry while in the woods. Oh. And he turned on his fugitive companion, killing him and eating him. Oh my word. Yes. And by, I mean, mind you, this is all Helm admitted to this. So maybe it's real, maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't think he killed all three dudes alone. Uh, it's possible. He but... also maybe killed the man, who knows? Anyway, so not, not long after this, Helm was found by authorities in Victoria, which is in uh, British Columbia or Canada. Okay. Um, he was taken into custody, finally, and he was arrested for drinking in saloons without settling his tabs. Dirty bastard. Not for murder or <laughs> cannibalism? No. He was ordered to pay a $90 bond. Um, he had already spent the little gold that he took, yeah. so he didn't have any money. So unfortunately, he did serve community service in Victoria for about a month until they released him. And now he would flee again. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. In 1867, uh, Helm was arrested in Fort Yale, Okay, uh, which I'm assuming is like, I don't know. We're back in America. I just don't know where, but like on the West Coast somewhere. Um, it's a, they believe that he was trying to go back to his gold that he buried so he could have money again. Um, he was held in Portland before being sent back to Florence for the murder of Dutch Fred. So he's he's now being arrested okay, and being okay. sentenced for the murder of Dutch Fred. Um, however, Helm has a brother, right? He had 11 siblings. One of those right. 
was goes by the name of Old Tex. That's badass. Right, that's fucking badass. Really cool. And Old Tex came to his brother's rescue. Now Old Tex Ooh, no. had a lot of money and he paid off every single witness to Dutch Fred's murder. And apparently the way the court worked with no witness, the court was obligated to let Helm go. Oh my God. So he is off. What the fuck? Yes. Um, he went with his brother to Texas. Old Tex lives in Texas, right? Of course. Um, where, you know, he he did a little bit of murder and cannibalism. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Old Tex is also a cannibal? Oh, no, 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 no. He went with Old Tex back to Texas. And then Helm was like, this is fun and all, but I'm going to murder and cannibalize. I'm going to go back to doing what I do best. So deuces <laughs> deuces. And he, he did that and then left Texas. Okay. Okay. Now, apparently no one really understands why he decided to do this, but he started traveling back to the same States that he had visited and like the same towns that he had visited where he was wanted for murder and where he had murdered and cannibalized and robbed. And when he went to these places, what do you think he did? I think. Mm hmm. And this is going out on a limb. Yep. Uh -huh. That he went back to doing the exact same thing that he had done the last time he was there. Jessica, star for you. <laughs> you, you've done such a great job. That's right. He went back to murder and cannibalism. <laughs> he ended up joining in the outlaw Henry Plummer. Okay. They had the Plummer gang. Yeah. Right. Dope. Right. Gangs. Wild West. Cool. Um, and they would go on to rob and murder their way through Montana. Not a lot of cannibalism. Going down with not the plumber gang. Some of it, but not a lot. But maybe home got a little taste here and there. Unknown. Um, unfortunately. So they were just sampling Montana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, they weren't getting a taste of got Montana. It. Not got yet. Um, but they wouldn't actually ever be able to because the plumber gang would be arrested. All of them. Okay. Now, not wanting plumber's friends. I guess he had friends in, in other gangs or something. Anyway, authorities didn't want anyone to hear about the arrest, so they kept it like a, like super secret. Um, they even took all of the the gang, including Helm, and their trial would also be like super secret. Oh wow! That's right. And Helm would confess to two murders, two additional murders, just two. The last, because he's already been just two with accused the, of when one. he was with the gang. That was it. Oh, just he only killed two people. He only killed two the whole time. Yep. And uh, apparently during like his, like when he was being like questioned and interrogated and shit. Yeah. Uh, apparently he had started naming a whole bunch of old murders and saying that like it was other people in the gang that did those. The other murders from way before he even met them? Where the gang was never in. Like the gang was never in San Francisco, mm. you know? Yeah. But it was them who killed those people and did those things. So he's indirectly confessing. Indirectly, yes. Um. So the Plummer gang and Helm being included in there would be hanged on January 14th of 1864. Finally. Right? So apparently Helm was like the only one, I guess it was uh, him and 12 others. So there were 13 men lined up on like their gallows. And the way that they worked here was it wasn't like the bottom dropped and your neck snapped. Yeah. It was more like you were standing on a box and they would kick the box out from under you and you would strangle to death. Die slowly. Yeah. Um, and so there were 13 men Helm being one of those that were all lined up. And apparently Helm was the only one who was like super chill. <laughs> <laughs> um, like he was the only one who was super calm uh, that when, when dudes would be literally strangling and screaming, he was quoted saying, stop making such a fuss. <laughs> and then like someone else died and, or someone else was dangling and like 
next to him. And he was like, dude, chill out. Basically, like, we'll see each other in hell. Like, calm down. Oh, wow. Yeah, homie didn't give a fuck. Damn. So now it's his turn. Okay. Okay. He's standing on his little box. Uh huh. And he shouts, every man for his principles, hurrah for Jeff Davis, let her rip. And then he jumped off of his own execution <laughs> box. <laughs> so it had not been kicked from under him. He just jumped off of it. And apparently his crimes weren't even read out to the public yet. He was just like, fuck it. And Woo! like a Band-Aid jumped off. By the way, Jeff Davis was apparently the president of the Confederate States. Okay. Didn't really make sense. He had never been into politics at all, but like, fuck it, right? All right. He was also doing crime in Montana, which is nowhere near the Confederacy. So whatever. Whatever. Um, so Boone Helm's body is buried in Virginia City, Montana. Uh, it's believed that he killed 11 people, but historians place the numbers in the several dozens, okay? During the 60s, just the 60s. Okay. Motherfucker was doing crimes since like he killed his, his first fucking, his cousin was apparently his first kill. And that was back in 1820, uh, 1821. Okay. So mind you, they have more information later on, right? Because people kept better records, which is why they believe it was dozens of people in just the 60s. And I don't know if you remember, he was hanged, Jessica, uh, in 1864. So it was just 40 years of rampaging through the U.S. Fuck it. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And apparently in that short amount of time, he had killed dozens of people allegedly, in the 60s alone. My goodness. So no one actually knows how many people he murdered. No one knows how many people he ate or if he ate people at all because the only witnesses were him. And the people he allegedly ate. That's right. Uh, regardless, he will forever be known as the Kentucky Cannibal, which is badass. That is a, it's a really dope cool name. name. Really cool yeah, name. That's cool as fuck. I mean, like, not like I would want my name in history being like Chicka Fowler, you know, the... Texas titty fucker. Oh, that'd be really good. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool as fuck. That's a pretty bad <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, Texas or the California cannibal, right? I don't want to be known as that guy. Okay. But like, that's a really cool name. You know, it's a really Kentucky cool name. cannibal. That's yeah. cool. He could have had fried chicken. Mm -hmm. And he chose people meat. <laughs> yeah, he did. But he did cook them. He said that he wasn't an animal. That Is he that did. He did cook the human meat. He admitted to this. Okay. Like these, these were like. They, they were like quotes, like they were direct quotes, but the sources that I found all had these direct quotes and none of them were the same. Okay. So it, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to put in a quote that isn't like the same in every source. It's one of those things like old West legends. It's so long ago and mm -hmm. it's been so romanticized. Who even knows what's yeah. true anymore? That's why I didn't, I didn't hardly name anyone that he murdered other than Dutch because Dutch was like confirmed murdered by uh, Helm, literally there were like at least a dozen people that saw it happen. Right. I can believe he existed and that he was arrested and charged with things in the places he was arrested and charged. Mm -hmm. But everything uh, in between, you, you can't who, prove almost any of it. If it's not on record, how do you really know? Yeah. So who knows? Maybe he never ate anybody. Sure. He still is a legendary American cannibal, though, regardless. Sounds like an absolute piece of shit. Oh, my God. Literally, since he was a child. Yeah. <laughs> like it. Total piece of shit. Um, apparently he would like fucking when he was drunk and shit, he would ride his horse into his house and like fucking like terrorize his, scare wife, and his child. wife and child. Oh my God. And like whip at them from on top of his horse. What oh the yeah. Hell? No, he was a terror for sure. What a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Apparently everyone who met him either like fucking hated him or was allegedly eaten by him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cool. Which I'm assuming they hated him too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so. Probably. 
Except for except for old Tex. Except for old Tex. Old Tex really cared about him. Came to his rescue. I imagine old Tex is like a thicker uh, Sam Elliott. You know. I didn't imagine that at all. Like if if Sam Elliott and Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin mm-hmm. had like a baby. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's nice. how. That's what I imagine old Tex looks like. Be a cool character. Big old hat. You know. Mm-hmm. He's got spurs on his boots. Never on a horse, but he's just always. He's got always the spurs. got those spurs. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, I think they've made like movies and shit. But I'm 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 assuming none of them are good. I think they were like History Channel, like straight to TV movies. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, like so. I don't there know. might be some valuable reenactments mm. on there. I don't like reenactments. I quite enjoy them. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's time for the break, Jessica. It is. And I'm I'm really hungry. I'm gonna go eat. Okay. Something. We both just took the extended sorting hat quiz. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a long time, right? Yeah. Who'd you get? What house were you sorted in at Hogwarts, Jessica? What house were you sorted in, Jacob? I think it's pretty clear. I was sorted in Slytherin. <laughs> um, I answered no differently. Okay. I got Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> dumb. You dumb horse. Of course you were. That's so lame. I'd be fucking pissed, dude. I'm not pissed. I'd be pissed if I was sorted in I know Hufflepuff. what I am. Gross. I literally just took the quiz or a quiz on the game and ended up in Slytherin again. If you think about it, though, if you were in Hufflepuff, you would be like the top dog, the queen bee. Like, yeah. Yeah. You'd oh, make yeah. everyone your bitch. You'd be the Regina George. Oh, yeah. No, everyone would be your bitch yes. in Hufflepuff. Oh, that's a good little that's a good idea then. Right. You're actually a Slytherin, but you like sneak your way into fucking Hufflepuff. <laughs> right. It's the most Slytherin thing I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, get your own Triscuit. They're very delicious though. It's these cracked pepper and olive oil Triscuits. They're baked with 100% whole grain wheat. They're so tasty. They're, you know, they could be sponsoring this episode. So if you're in marketing for the, for the Triscuit company, let us know. For podcasts are our big place to market Triscuits. Uh, next, we do have to do the Patronus quiz. We can find out what our Patroni are. Is it Patrona? Patronuses? I don't know. Patrona? I don't know. We both got hippogriffs. I know. For our Patroni. Our Patrona? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patronuses. Yep. Hippogriffs. It is possible. I know people have been like, oh, you're a liar. Like, you don't have a hippogriff because I've done it before and I got a hippogriff. And I was like, no, really, though, I did. So I had to send a screenshot of it. I also got one. You saw. I did. I witnessed. Yeah. What was your runner up though? A Thestral. Ooh. Those are the like zombie looking horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think so too. Yeah. My runner up was a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain. Mountain. An obstacle that seems impossible to surpass. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like like the the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, like those. Mm-hmm. Like the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like other mountains, I'm sure. All of those. I'm sure there's mountains like everywhere. There's a lot of mountains all over the world. Yeah. Um, 
people will travel from all over the world to see some mountains. And, and to hike on these mountains and to really just enjoy these mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what grows on mountains? Uh, plants? Yes, Jacob. Very good. Trees. Trees. Yeah. That's a plant. Right. It is a plant. It's just like the biggest kind. Uh-huh. Um, and trees are made of wood. Yeah. And it must just be so fascinating to look at the trees and think, how is it possible that someone could take this tree and turn it into something so awesome and cool? I mean, I'm sure there's a mountain of obstacles for those people to to get those trees and turn them into something really cool. Right. You know who takes trees, mountainous or otherwise, and turns them into really cool quality products? Um, who? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. (laughs) They personally create all of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. They are. They are fantastic, and it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome. And they love us just like we love you. Who's the Hufflepuff? TJ. Gross. Yeah, he took it. What a loser. He took the test. See, he's a fucking wolf in sheep's clothing. He's doing, he's playing the game. He's a Slytherin. No, the who's reason he taking didn't advantage end up, yeah. of the Hufflepuffs so that he can fucking eat them and kill them and bury them in the fucking forbidden forest. Exactly. Here's a fun question. Okay. Fuck, Mary, kill. Hit me. The Mountain from Game of Thrones. Thor Bjornsson? Yes. Okay. Andre the Giant. I'm assuming that he's alive in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Or Shaquille O'Neal, better known as Shaq. Interesting. Okay. Um, Easily, I will answer this. I'm going to marry Shaq. I'm going to fuck Thor. And I'm mm. going to kill Andre the Giant. Mm. Yeah, it's a little tougher for me. <laughs> Why? Um... I'm going to say, so fuck, marry, kill. Uh, I'll fuck Andre the Giant. Uh-huh. I feel like he'd be kind, you know, a gentle giant. You think so? Yes. I don't think that the mountain will be kind. That's why I'm killing him. He's dead. I'm also going to marry Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it'd be so much fun. You know, he'd treat me so right. Aw, yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. And plus, we'd have like this really massive bed, and I'd feel like a little baby. <laughs> 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 he could wear you in a little pouch he straps to his chest. Yeah, he just carry me around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just hug onto his back. Yep. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, I feel like we would just watch, you know, comedy specials or binge some shows together. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like he'd be a lot of fun to be married to. He'd be really funny, but also chill. 
He'd help you with things. He'd be thankful when you helped him with things. Mm -hmm. There'd always be booze in the house Mm -hmm. because he needs a lot of it to get drunk. Right. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So there's, we always got to have a supply. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Shaq is the best one to marry for sure. You're shacking up with Shaq. Boom, done. Broken. Yeah. Braked. (laughs) Well, we brocked. We brocked all right. We full on ripped a fat brock just now. (laughs) (laughs) What? God. (laughs) I'm going to spin the wheel. All right. Oh, this is a good one. Love this one. Okay. You have to name the next big Mountain Dew flavor. Oh, wow. What's its name and what is its color? So I don't know if you know anything about Mountain Dew. I know it's a soda and it's green usually. So sometimes the flavors are just kind of like there, like Baja Blast, right? The or blue like one. Code Red. The red one. Yeah. There's also, um, but then lately they've been doing a lot of like puns using the word do. Like there's red, white, and do. Ah. There's voodoo. Nice. Okay. So you can you can make it completely random or you can you can go off the pun. I mean, I know mine. But you spun, so like, do you got to go first? Nah, you go ahead. All right. So mine, I'm gonna say the color first. It's gonna be black. Whoa. Like not like cola. Not, not brown. Like, yeah, not like a brown. Like black. It is gonna be black. Okay. Okay. And it's gonna be called dude. Get it? Because that's what you're gonna say when you see someone drinking fucking black ass liquid. Okay. You're like, oh, dude. You know? But it's okay. spelled it's spelled D E W. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Um, probably won't be that popular though. Probably not. <laughs> I think I would just make a Mountain Dew that is greener than the original kind. Okay. Even greener and like double the flavor. So like it, it's got like it packs more of a punch. Okay. And it'll be called Mountain Dew Electric <laughs> <laughs> Ducal Dew. Dougal do you can't do you can't do do twice it's all do no mountain dew either mountain dew electric boogle do or mountain <laughs> dew electric doogle boo <laughs> doogaloo whatever <laughs> okay fine i'll do doogaloo okay so mountain Elec- dew electric, electric doogaloo doogaloo uh-huh <laughs> you know someone is listening to this And like they're they're going to submit it to like a Mountain Dew contest and they're going to (laughs) win. Probably. Probably. God, I was trying to think, you know, like, you know, you can maybe like Nike can sponsor one. They're like, just do it, you know? Oh, I guess. Maybe Star Wars gets in on the brand and they're just like, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, But uh, you can also do like, you know, make the color of it like like super blonde, right? Like yellow. Okay. And you call it updo and it's got a girl with like a ponytail my absolute favorite and i can't wait for it to to finally pick up in the market hard mountain dew (laughs) that's right they made mountain dew made a fucking seltzer of course um i it was only available in like certain areas like a couple of states Mm -hmm. one of those was in florida and when i went to florida i was like trying to find it so before we were even like literally we're in our hotel like the night before and i'm trying like in, in dallas we're gonna fly out to florida and i was trying to find the nearest hard Mountain Dew so that we can buy it. And it would have been like a 12 hour detour. 
bummer. Because it's all in like the swamps of Florida. That's the only place that you can buy it is like that's, it's swamp people. It's fucking Duck Dynasty people. That's where they want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was really bummed. <laughs> so I, I haven't had it yet. So if you can, if you, oh, if you live in the swamps in Florida, ship it over to us. Send you a case. Send me a case of some hard Mountain Dew, you know? Send Jake a case of hard Mountain Dew. That'd be awesome. You can email us, fanmail at threeshotsin.com, and we'll give you an address. Don't know where it is. Don't know whose address, but we'll give you an address that you can mail it to. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Jess's. No. I'm going to give you Jessica's address. No, it won't be mine. Yeah. Nah. I'll just put my work. Just give them a P.O. box. I don't have a P.O. box. I can get one pretty easily. I don't think it's hard to do. Can you get packages in a P.O. box? Oh, it's kind of small, though. I don't know. You got to pay for like a really big one. I don't or do know. they just like hold the package in the back? I have no idea how And like they put like a little ticket in your little P.O. box that you can go, you can use to claim your package. No clue. Huh. Complicated world. Uh, what's not complicated is that it is your turn. It is. And if I recall, you're talking about mountain search and rescues. Yes, I am. So uh, this, uh, this episode, I have our listener, John, to thank. Okay. For his suggestion, he sent in some... Uh, stories from no sleep on Reddit. Oh, so is it like stories that are supposed to give you, like cause you to not be able to sleep? Right. Dope. So this search and rescue guy in a national park, he doesn't want to be specific about. It's probably Yellowstone. It probably is. It's always Yellowstone. Who knows? He wrote up a bunch of his own personal experiences that are all supposed to be true. And it was, it was so popular. He kept coming back and giving more stories and then asking for stories from his friends and stuff to share. Okay. Now I may have an opportunity to read those later on if we end up with a relevant sort of topic, but this time it was mountain. So I'm only going to read the stories he shared from his friend who's in mountain search and rescue. Okay. Very cool. They may cause you no sleep. Perfect. I don't like sleep anyway. Okay. Um, real quick though. Um, when you say mountain search and rescue, I've only ever seen it, I think, in movies. And it's, they got, like, helicopters and shit that just fly around. But, like, you really can't do anything else, right? If you don't see them, you can't save them. Like, that's it. Uh, I or, mean, or do they have, like, pe- like scouts that will, like, straight up go out, like, trying to track you? I'm pretty sure they have, like, it's like, like search and rescue rangers that know how to climb and what to look for and where and that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. So they can search on foot as well. Cool. Okay. You can continue now. All right. So the search and rescue guy attends what he calls a training op. I guess it's like a bunch of people get together for annual or I don't know, some training to keep them up to date on like tactics and procedures and stuff like that. He runs into a lot of people there. One of them, like I mentioned, is a search and rescue uh, person, a woman. And he asks her to share some of her more tragic stories. Okay. So she does. Awesome. And now I'm going to read what he wrote the way that he wrote it. Okay. Are you going to have an accent? Nope. Do you want me to? Maybe just like put Her, some put something in your lips so we can pretend like he's dipping. The way know? the way he writes, the way the woman speaks, it sounds like she has a Southern accent. Okay. That matters to you. No, I don't want to hear a Southern accent. I wanted you to have like a park ranger accent. Uh, what does a park ranger accent sound like? I really wanted to hear your interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> it. I mean, my interpretation is just they just have a regular. They're just regular people, you think? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Not that people with accents are irregular, but I, what I'm saying is not not nothing about his accent stands out or is impressive or unique or special. Okay. Okay. Whatever. 
Continue on, park ranger, Jessica. So he calls her KD. He says that she's a vet. She's been an SAR officer for 15 years, specializes in high elevation mountain rescues. She's considered one of the best in her field. He says she was very enthusiastic to share her stories with him, which isn't typical. She was pretty much one of very few who are willing to do that, at least like ready to do it. He says she told him a bunch of stories, but four really stuck out with him. And those are the ones he's going to share. Cool. No idea if these are true or not. The first she told me in response to my asking about her most traumatic calls, she shook her head and told me that really bad calls happen more frequently on the mountain since the, pr- the potential for nasty accidents is higher. About five years ago, one of the parks she worked at had a string of disappearances. It was a bad year, she said, one of the worst on record as far as weather went. They were getting about a foot of new snow every couple of days, and there were a few avalanches that killed some climbers. They'd warned people about staying on the mapped areas, but of course, there's always those who don't listen. That'd be me. Like, I don't have the balls to be a climber. Uh-huh. But I don't have the balls to not listen to to, to, <laughs> to the authority. Okay. Um, he says, or she says, in one particularly nasty case, an entire family got wiped out. Oof. Because the father decided he knew better than the officials, and he took them out into an area that wasn't safe. They were snowshoeing, and as best KD could figure, they'd walked onto a shelf of snow that looked solid but wasn't. It gave way, and this family went ass over tea kettle, almost 300 feet down a slope. Oh. They landed on the rocks at the bottom. Oh. And the parents died instantly. One of the kids did as well, but the other two survived. F that. Oh, that's brutal. One of the one of those kids had a broken leg and some fractured ribs. The other was almost unharmed, save for some bruising and a sprained ankle. The uninjured the uninjured child left his sibling behind and set out to find help. KD said the kid didn't make it more than half a mile before a storm overtook him. Oh my god. Kids stopped to try and get warm or maybe just to rest and ended up freezing to death. <laughs> they ended up finding the family with the help of some witnesses who saw them heading out into the wilderness. She was one of the she was the one who found the kid who'd frozen to death looking for help. She said it had started to snow, just enough to obscure long distance vision, but not enough to make searching impossible. She saw a figure sitting in the snow up ahead, and she got to it as quickly as possible. She described in detail how as she got closer, She realized first that it was a child, second that they were deceased, and third that they had frozen in one of the most pitiful positions she'd ever found a corpse in. The kid was sitting upright, with his knees tucked up against his chest. His arms were curled around them and his head was tucked up into his coat. When she moved the coat to look at his face, she saw that he'd died crying. His face was twisted and the tears were frozen to his cheeks. She said it was painfully obvious that the kid was terrified when he succumbed to hypothermia, and as a mother it broke her heart. She told me repeatedly that she hopes the father is burning in hell as we speak. Oh my God, that's so bad. What happened? Well, did the other one fucking freeze to death too? Yep. Oh man. It The kid's leg was broken, the other one. Yeah. So they couldn't move. Broken oh. ribs too, fractured ribs, I thought. Yeah. That's brutal. Oof. Can you imagine watching your parents sib- and essentially your siblings like just straight up die? Mm-hmm. And then you leave to go get help and stop because you know you're going to die now. Oh, oh, oh. As a kid, too. That's rough. To say how old or now? No. Okay. At least if she did tell him, he didn't share it. That's fucking rough. Terrible. You're terrible. You're worse than the cannibal. <laughs> he never. He never fucking murdered children. 
these kids weren't murdered. I know, but still It's just terrible. so sad. I know. So the other traumatic story she told me that stood out in my mind was one that happened when she was a rookie. Her team got a report of an experienced climber who hadn't come home from the previous day. His wife was convinced that something bad had happened because he never failed to come home on time. They went out looking for him and had to climb what sounded like some very technically challenging parts of the mountain. They got to a relatively flat area and KD started seeing blood in the snow. So she followed the trail and as she went, she started seeing little bits of tissue. Uh oh. She wasn't sure exactly what body, what body part it had come from, but the farther she followed, the more there was. She follows this blood and tissue trail to a sheltered area under a cliff face. And there she finds the climber. What was he eaten by wolves or some shit? She said there was so much blood, more than she'd ever seen before. He was lying face down, one arm stretched in front of him as if he had died crawling. She looks closer and sees that he's been partially disemboweled. <laughs> which is where the tissue she'd seen had come from. The guy has an ice pick tucked under his hip holster, and it's covered in blood. Of course, they'll never be sure exactly what happened, but she said as best she can figure, this is what went down. The guy had been attempting to climb up to the next area, and had been using his ice axe to ascend. He'd probably hit a loose patch and had fallen. On the way down, or possibly when he landed, he was impaled by the axe. Oh. It had, and it had disemboweled him. He'd drug himself along, tearing pieces of himself out as he went. Uh, oh man. And had died under the cliff face. She isn't terribly bothered by gore, but I guess a few of the guys who came to help her remove the body threw up when they turned him over and a good portion of his guts spilled out. Look, I'm not going to say that this is the reason why I would never do this, because it's not the reason. You're just adding more reason as to why I would <laughs> never do this. Right, right. Okay. Are we? Are all four of these going to be her stories? They're all hers. Oh, shit. These next two are a little different. Tragedy is still involved, but there's more of a creepy factor. Okay. Okay. Not just blatant human error. Right. Okay. I mentioned to KD that I was interested in hearing about any experiences she had with people completely disappearing. Her eyes lit up and she leans in close to me. Want to hear a real doozy? Yes. She tells me <laughs> about how when she first started, there was a case that had gotten a lot of attention in the media. A family had been out berry picking in an area of the forest very close to the entrance of the park. They had two little boys, both under the age of five, and at some point during the day, one of them vanishes. Okay. There's an absolutely massive search, and they find nothing, no trace. It's another one of another one of those case, another one of those cases where it's like the kid was never there in the first place, type of thing. Are there birds big enough that can pick up like a toddler? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I was just just a thought. The dogs just sit down and don't. Oh, there's just no scent anywhere. Don't pick up on anything. No trace of the kid is found. The search goes on for about two months and it's eventually called off. Fast forward to six months later. The family comes back out to place flowers at a memorial that's been set up for their kid. They bring their other son. While they're placing the flowers, they lose sight of the kid for about three seconds. And in that span of time, he vanishes. I mean, if, look, if I was that one of those parents, right? I just fucking off myself, right? That'd be pretty hard to handle. And I don't know that I could say I know how I'd handle something that bad. So hold on, we're not done. Cause that's fucking terrible. Now, obviously the parents are beyond devastated. It's awful enough to lose one child, but to lose two, that's beyond imagining. The search is huge. One of the largest in state history. There are about 300 volunteers combing every inch of this park looking for the kid, but again, 
there is no trace. The search goes on for about a week. The people are looking for miles from the part of the park he vanished from. And then almost two weeks later, a volunteer, almost 15 miles from the designated search area, radios that he found the kid. Jesus. They assumed that the kid had died, but the volunteer says he's not only alive, he's in good shape. KD and her team go out to recover the kid, and when they get there, she can't believe that this is the kid that's been missing. His clothes were clean. There was no dirt on him anywhere. He didn't even appear traumatized. The volunteer says he found the kid sitting on a log, playing with a little twig bundle that's bound together with some old rope. KD asks him where he's been, who he was with for those two weeks, and the kid kid tells her that he's been with the fuzzy man. Uh, no. (laughs) No. Now, Now, KD firmly believes in Bigfoot, so she gets all excited and she asks what he means by fuzzy. Was he hairy? But the kid says no, he wasn't hairy, he was a fuzzy man, and he describes a man that's blurry. Like when you close your eyes but not all the way closed. He says the man came out of the trees and took the kid with him deep into the woods. The kid says he slept in a hollow tree and the fuzzy man gave him berries to eat. KD asks if the man was mean, if he scared the kid. The kid says no, he wasn't scary, but I didn't like that he didn't have eyes. Fucking gross, dude. KD says they get the kid back to headquarters and a cop takes him into town to talk to him more about what happened. She's friends with the cop that talked to him, so the story gets passed on, and she said the kid described being kept in this tree by the fuzzy man and given berries whenever he was hungry. He was allowed to wander around very one very specific clearing, and when he tried to go any further, the fuzzy man would, quote, get mad and yell real loud, even though he didn't have a mouth. When the kid got scared at night, the fuzzy man made it go brighter, that's a quote from the child, and gave him the twig bundle. He said the fuzzy man was going to keep him, but he had to let him go because the kid wasn't the right kind. He either can't or won't elaborate more on that. He's five. The cops are just sort of left scratching their heads, and the search for his brother is renewed, but there are no results. The kid has no idea where his his brother might be, and they never found him. What the fuck? Weird. The fuzzy man? The fuzzy man with no eyes and no mouth. Gross. That's nasty. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I look, I doubt that a five-year-old child can make it 15 miles in a forest. Right. But clearly he did and was cleaned and was fed. Ugh, that's gross. Maybe this story isn't true. Why is the fuzzy man taking kids? <laughs> Only the right kind. Feeding them berries. He's going to eat them. Maybe. Berries aren't going to make you very fat, though. No, but it might make your blood taste good. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe it makes your poop taste good. Maybe he's a poop eater. You ready for the next one? This is the last one. Yeah. The last story that Katie told me was of something that happened to her when she was when she got separated from her training group, another time that she was a rookie. They were learning the basics of high elevation belaying on a well-mapped side of the mountain, and she had to use the bathroom. Okay, she popped a squat up Mm -hmm. in those woods. Mm -hmm. She went off about 50 yards from the group. She went off about 50 yards from the group during a meal break and did her business. I'll tell the rest exactly the way she told it to me. So he's doing his best to keep it as close to her words as possible. Okay. So I go to take a piss, and once I'm done, I start going back to the group, but I only get about five feet when I realize I have no idea where I am. And this wasn't, oh, I just got turned around lost. I mean, I had literally no fucking clue where I was. If you ask me, I don't even think I would have been able to tell you what state we were in. It was sort of how I imagine people with amnesia feel, you know? You're completely lost. You've no idea what to do. 
So I just stood there for a while. I'm just trying to figure out where the fuck I was and what I was supposed to do. But the longer I stand there, the more confused and turned around I get. So I started walking. As I recall, I just sort of picked a random direction and I went for that. As I'm walking, it's just getting worse and worse to the point where I have no concept of why I'm even on the mountain in the first place. I'm just trudging through the snow and then I start hearing this voice. It's kind of inside my head, almost. Like if a frog could talk all low and croaky. And it's telling me over and over, it's okay, it's okay, you just need to find something to eat. Find something to eat and you'll be okay. Just keep walking and find something to eat. Eat. No. Eat. No. No. <laughs> you do not eat from from the mystery forest that you have no memory of being in. So I start looking around for anything that I can eat and I swear to God, I've never felt that hungry in my whole life. It was bottomless. And I think I'd have eaten just about anything you put in front of me right then. I had no concept of time, so I had no idea how long I'd been out there. When I finally hear an actual voice coming toward me, I go toward it and I see one of the other SARs and he looks fucking terrified. He's running toward me asking if I'm okay and what the hell I'm doing out here. Now the scary thing was as he's running toward me, I kind of see myself reaching into my belt for my hunting knife. I'm not even really thinking about what I'm doing, but what I'm what I am thinking is that I have to eat. Ew. If I don't eat, I'll never be okay again. So I just have to eat. He sees me doing, he sees me doing that. He backs off right away. He's yelling at me, asking me to put my knife away, that he's not gonna hurt me. And that kind of snaps me back. All of a sudden I know exactly where I am. I put my knife away. I run to him. I ask him how long I've been gone, thinking he'll tell me I've been gone for half an hour, something like that. He tells me I've been gone for two days. Whoa. I've gone over two peaks somehow, and I've ended up almost on the other side of the mountain. And if I had kept going, I would have ended up wandering into about 300 miles of wilderness. They would never have found me. No. Whoa. He, he can't believe I'm not dead. And of course, I don't know what the fuck to think. To me, no time has passed at all. I don't say anything. I just go back with him to a rendezvous point, and I'm taken back to HQ to be airlifted, airlifted to a hospital. When I get there, they do all kinds of tests, try to figure out what happened. As best they can guess, I had some kind of weird fugue state, they say. I fucking hate that fugue state. It's supposed to be kind of like amnesia or a weird seizure that knocked my brain out of whack. But the truth is that we really don't know. It's never happened again. But I'll tell you, ever since then, I never go out there alone. People rag on me for making them come, come with me when I have to leave the group, but... I just tell him that listening to me piss in the snow is better than losing me for two fucking days on a freezing mountain. Yeah, no shit. Uh-huh. Can you imagine though? But now you, what if she's got to take a shit? Like someone has to hear her like. Uh huh. Oh man. Can you imagine taking a shit in the snow, like deep snow and just watching your poop like, <laughs> like sizzle down. <laughs> Sink all the way to the bottom. Before it freezes. Like, uh -huh. that'd be fun. <laughs> uh -huh. Wow. That's gross. Mm -hmm. That's gross. And she wanted to eat her homie. Yeah. Or at least kind of sort of almost thought about it. So I'm going to be honest. This guy, this search and rescue guy, wrote up a bunch of stories of his own, a bunch of stories he heard from other people. And this was just the handful of stories he heard from this mountain rescue, mountain mm -hmm. search and rescue lady. This, these were not the weirdest ones. Ooh. I will, I will refrain from finding those on Reddit because that's definitely something I would find and read all of them mm -hmm. like tonight. 
but I will I will refrain so that you can use that as as a source mm-hmm. for, for your if we stuff. end up with like I don't know just anything that corresponds I get an opportunity to read some in yeah fuck that's gross those last two were really gross I know and then you had to start out so fucking brutal it's you know? so sad I know god that wasn't the saddest one I read either the saddest one was what the kid disappearing oh no no you're saying the saddest one that you read the not saddest you- story he shared with me or he shared with reddit I should say and that I read later on um wasn't in this group Ugh. it got a lot sadder for sure gross see fuck national parks dude no really they're fuck terrible national parks evil places that I will never go to hell no oh mm. you know so I don't know if you remember I had mentioned that I'd read some stories and like like read some things about people mentioning just finding random staircases in the woods. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen pictures of it. It was that guy. Really? Yeah. That's what he started off talking about. Yeah. And saying that like, that's a thing that everyone knows about, but no one talks about. Yeah. And you're specifically told not to talk about it. Yeah. So the way I see it is because if you think about it, the entirety of, even if we just say the United States, right? The entirety of the United States is fuck what used to be just, Nature, right? Trees, deserts, river, whatever the fuck. Doesn't matter. Just nature. Humans settled. And what do we do when we settle in a place? We tear down all the trees. We build up settlements and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. Why, if if that's something that we do and we're great at it, why would we leave giant spots just untouched? Doesn't make any sense at all why would we do that. The only reason why we don't do it is because of nasty shit that is definitely in those areas and we just make it a national park so that way no one fucking tries to touch it and destroy it. And mo- m- more likely than not, most people will stay out of it. Yeah, I don't know. That's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we could find like wherever this park was and see if there's like an old like Native American tribe or something that has like some sort of like history mm-hmm. that like explains what it is. And like, even if it's not like, even if it's not real or whatever, like it's, that would still be cool to to find out and like you can like correlate. It'd that's, be interesting. It's fucking sure. gross. Yeah. Ugh. Hideous. Yeah. It's, and well, the fuck you hear people that live near like national parks seeing fucking skinwalkers and shit. And like, I don't know that I necessarily believe it, but it's still fucking gross. Yeah. You hear them like screaming and crying mm-hmm. and like maybe it's fake, but if it isn't, that's so gross. Mm-hmm. Fuzzy man, fucking gross. Yeah. Ugh. Weird cannibal de- ghost demon. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. Eat. <laughs> You're like, no. Absolutely not. I'm not hungry. <laughs> you do not eat when the weird, creepy frog voiced person is telling you to eat. Maybe the frog voice is what got Boonhelm to eat other people. <laughs> Maybe it got, he was a mountain man. Remember, he got stuck in the woods first. Maybe it got and, to out him. Out in the snow. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It already it got to him there. Maybe. Yep. Shit. That'd actually be really interesting if you can like piece that together. Mm hmm. Like, every case of American cannibalism or something like they were at one point lost in like a national park or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Gross, but cool. Yeah. Cool in a creepy way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, want to spin the wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are hiking the Alps. You can choose anyone to be your tour guide. Who is it? I don't know what the Alps are. It's a mountain range. Do you just want to see a picture? No, I can I can imagine what it looks like. They're snowy. The Alps isn't just like a nickname for the Appalachians. No, completely different. They're in uh, Switzerland. Oh, I do the Swiss Alps. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that makes sense now. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I'm hiking the Swiss Alps and I get to choose anyone to be my tour guide. Yeah, I know mine. I can only think of really dark answers. Mine's not dark. Mine's pretty innocent. Oh, okay. Who? A yodeler. A yodeler? Uh-huh. You just want to hear them yodeling? Yeah. Wearing like the... Like the Ricola guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. Wearing like the whole like get up with the yeah, suspenders yeah. and everything. The long embroidered, socks. The, yeah. The embroidered like overall and Like sort clogs. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd want, I'd want to go hiking around with one of those. Because he'd just be yodeling away yeah. the whole time. And I'd actually get like the full experience, like hear them echoing through the mountains and everything. Ooh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, my original thought, my very first thought. Your darkest one. It wasn't the darkest one. Okay. But my first thought was like Sir Anthony Hopkins. But but he'll die in the <laughs> Alps. Because <laughs> he won't make it. <laughs> and he'll die. Aw. And that'll be my claim to fame. I tried to resuscitate <laughs> Sir Anthony Hopkins and I could not. Terrible. I know, really bad. Um, and I'd get him to spill like his deepest, darkest secrets to me or something. I don't He's know. He's probably got something, some crazy stories. But my real answer. Okay. I hate that I have to say this. Are you going to say Toby Maguire? Toby Maguire. I'm going to murder push him. him. <laughs> I'm going to murder him in the Alps. You're going to push him off a cliff. Hell yeah, I am. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what? And he looks like he's a scrappy little fucker, you know? And like, maybe, maybe he pulls me down with him, but at least he's gone, you know? That's, you get satisfaction. Like, it doesn't matter if you survive. You just want him to die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can get rid of him in the okay. Swiss Alps. And if I do push him off, right, how can he prove that I pushed him off? He fell. I mean. We were hiking every in the Swiss Alps. It's pretty dangerous up here. Okay. We got distracted from Jess's yodeler man from like three miles away. Okay. We heard the echoes of a yodeler. Yeah. And he was just so drawn in like a, like a Lost siren <laughs> or something. And he just fell off the cliff. Sure. Um, as far as evidence goes, just assuming that this episode didn't happen and they couldn't just listen to this episode as evidence. Okay. Every episode you've ever mentioned his name is evidence that you... Evidence of what? It's not evidence of anything. That you hate him. Look, Jessica, does it add to the suspicion? Of course. Does it make me look bad? Yes. You know, I guess Will everyone assume that I killed him? Yes. But will they prove it? Nope. No, you're right. That's true. We just talked about that too. You can literally go in a half-hearted disguise in the middle of the night to Lowe's to buy a murder kit and have his blood in your house um, and have Googled like the best way to hide Tobey Maguire's body. Yep. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily mean they can prove that you killed him. You're yep. correct. You're correct. Mm-hmm. Can't prove shit. Mm-hmm. They can prove that you hated him. Yep. They can prove that he was in your house and, you know, maybe he got a little paper cut or a nosebleed or something. Maybe. I don't know. And that you were just, you know, curious about if anyone had written articles about Tobey Maguire dying on the Internet. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, do I, I have scratch marks on my arm, you know, but that's because we got into a fight. But it didn't mean that I killed him. We got into a disagreement and decided to head back down the mountain. And right. then he fell. Right. Hell yeah, I'd get away with it, dude. <laughs> our, pod, our podcast would blow up. Because everyone would assume that I'm a murderer. The Tobey Maguire murderer. <laughs> Hell yeah. The T-Mag killer. Mm -mm. No? They'd start calling you the Green Goblin. Ha, ah, Because you cool. killed Spider-Man. Hell yeah. The original, the best one. The Willem Dafoe one? No. Tobey Maguire is the original best Spider-Man. I wouldn't say he's the best. And I, he's not the original. There have been Spider-Men before him. He will become immortalized by you killing him that way. He will be the best. And no one will want to play Spider-Man ever again. 
Whatever. Because I don't care. He's dead. I win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I win. So, ha. Uh, if you liked what you heard on this episode about mountains, uh, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can share it with everyone who drinks water. You can share it with everyone who... Eats Triscuits. Eats Triscuits. Triscuits are delicious. They are. And there's nothing that I love more than eating Triscuits and listening to my very own podcast because my podcast is so good. And do you it, even it, listen to our own podcast yeah, that often? Up. Yeah, I do. Oh. And I can tell you that our podcast pairs well with Triscuits and with gin, very well with gin. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. You can also share this with any tour guides of any kind you may encounter, yodelers in the Swiss Alps or otherwise, search and rescue rangers. Yeah, share it on Reddit. Maybe you are on some nasty Reddit sites and you just need to, or Reddit pages, and you need to, to you know, cleanse your palate. You go to a palate cleanser and you tell them to go listen to Three Shots In. Yeah, tell them that. Just tell everybody. Everybody, all of them, everywhere, in every yeah. place. You can also visit our website at threeshotsin.com and there you will find our internet tip jar. That's our PayPal single time donation link. You can leave us anywhere from one to one million dollars as much as you desire anywhere between that. Yeah, you Somewhere. can you can sell your house and split the profits with us. Yeah. Um, or you can just toss us five bucks. It's entirely up to you. Totally up to you. You can do that and or follow our Patreon link with that'll take you to our Patreon page on that, we would just love if you became a member. We would love it. Um, we post extra content there for our beautiful, wonderful patrons, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, including little extra stories that we'll have that don't quite make it in the time window for our episodes. Right. Uh, and a super secret, totally Patreon exclusive podcast, Three Shot Cinema. Three Shot Cinema is our special little baby that we care about so much. And it's, it's patron exclusive. On Three Shot Cinema, we watch terrible movies so that you don't have to. It's a sacrificial pro podcast, you see. Yes, yes that is we, true. We will we will sacrifice anything for our patrons. Anything at all. I would sacrifice you for our patrons. Would you sacrifice me? I mean, yeah, of course. For the patrons, I do it like three times. You would just sacrifice me just even, just because. Like weekly. I, I, you would resurrect me just to sacrifice me again is what uh -huh. you're saying. Okay. Like stop your heart, let it be stopped for two minutes, bring you back. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, we watch terrible movies so that you don't have to, and we give you the play the play by play in our charming, funny, super hilarious way. Adorable, even maybe even adorable. Yeah, we could be adorable sometimes. That way, you can still enjoy that movie as bad as it is. We'll enjoy it together. Yes, yes, we will, all of us, and we'll also enjoy next week's episode. I'm sure where the topic will be time. Time. Mm-hmm, like a clock or a watch. Or the herb. No, oh, I guess it could be, right? Could be, yeah. Father time, fucking mm -hmm. out of time with fucking Denzel Washington. Back in time. Whoa. I think there's a movie that's called In Time, right? Is that the one? It's got Justin Timberlake, Amanda Seyfried. It really fucking sucks. I have no idea. Oh, it's absolutely fucking terrible. It's ringing a tiny little bell. They have like their the time of their lives like on their arms, and when it hits zero, they're just die so they know exactly the moment they're gonna die yeah but they can go to work and they can earn minutes oh no <laughs> and they have to spend minutes on like services and, and goods i feel so all of the poor people only live like 30 years and all the rich people live for like ever wasn't that a black mirror episode i don't know jessica it was a really terrible movie okay. so 
They did weird like arm wrestling to like gamble for time or some shit. Okay. It was really dumb. It was a really (laughs) bad movie. Alrighty. Highly recommend you watch it. Okay. (laughs) I guess I will. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Yes. And we'll see you again next time. Oh, oh. Listen, you've been been just killing it tonight. I know. I'm on a roll. Wow. Thanks. Can't believe you're a fucking Hufflepuff.